Hey guys, Gary here. Before we get to the show today, I wanted to highlight our sponsor, Sports Engine. Sports Engine is dedicated to making the life of a youth sports volunteer easier. Through their applications, people are able to save time on administrative tasks, allowing them more time to focus on developing their athletes. More than a million teams, leagues, and clubs use Sports Engine every day to run their websites, promote their programs, and to collect signups. They also offer an easy solution for getting uniforms delivered directly to their athletes' homes. It's called Sports Engine Gear, and you can check it out at sportsengine.com forward slash gear to get started. Great. Now, on to our show. You're listening to On The Whistle, the podcast that explores the impact that coaches, teachers, and mentors from youth sports organizations and schools have on young people's lives. Here's our host and Squad Locker CEO, Gary Goldberg. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Gary Goldberg, your host. And today, our guest is Preston Anderson. Preston's hailing from Bowdoin College up in Maine. Preston is a junior at Bowdoin, uh, and he's on their co-ed varsity sailing team. And in addition to being a student at Bowdoin and being on the varsity sailing team, he's also president of the New England Interscholastic uh, Sailing Association Conference. And Preston, welcome to On the Whistle. We're, we're glad to have you. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, Preston, you and I have a couple things in common. You didn't even know that before you got on the show. <laughs> no, I did not. Well, aside from the fact that we went to these small intellectual colleges, I went to Brandeis and, and you're going to Bowdoin, we both love sailing. And Max, our engineer on the show, also is an avid sailor. And um, I grew up in junior race week in Narragansett Bay sailing for, um, at the time, Ida Lewis Yacht Club, which was home of the uh, America's Cup local, if you will, uh station during the America's Cup when we still had it and it was in the United States. <clears throat> and so what do you like so much about sailing, Preston? W what made you fall in love with it? Oh, man. Um, I just love being out on the water. Um, there's just uh, this sense of like freedom and um, excitement when I'm racing um, and just sailing recreationally. I just love being out on the water and just being outside. It's just a fun, fun sport to be a part of. And um, I've fallen even more in love with it as I get further into competing and meeting other competitors, um, just connecting with other teams. And, um, I think there's a, a sense of community within the sport of sailing that is very unique to the sport. It's a very small community, tight-knit community. For me, one of the fun things about sailing, and I've done it with my dad and my kids and my wife and, and, you know, my extended family and then friends I always find that when you're sailing, there's a little bit of puzzle solving, but it's constant. So where's the wind coming from? Where's the current coming from? Do I need to make adjustments? Do I want to relax and enjoy it? Do I want to refine it? You know, how do you approach the constant iteration of sailing? Um, I think, you know, I, it's different from, I have like different mindsets when I'm racing and when I'm sailing recreationally. Um, I guess like for me, it just definitely depends on like where the wind's coming from. And, um, that's how I kind of approach it. Like, um, you know, when there's shifts, I have to like communicate with my crew, uh, crewmate who I'm sailing with, um, about like how to like 
adapt to that. You know, you've been sailing since you were eight years old. Um, for those of you who can't see Preston on our podcast, Preston is a person of color. And uh, I kind of grew up or met Preston's father in my uh, late teens and early 20s. He was at Boston College, and I was down the road at Brandeis, and we became pretty good friends. And uh, when I had the opportunity to reconnect with his dad, um, he had listened to our um, show about the most beautiful thing where people of color were challenged to row in the city of Chicago. And your dad reached out to me and said, hey, you know, my son is interested in diversity and inclusion as it relates to sailing. Sailing's near and dear to my heart because I like it too. So Preston, when did you become aware of the fact that there isn't significant diversity in this sport of sailing? I think I learned that early on. Um, I think there are times when I was in middle school and um, where I was, my identity was challenged. Um, I, I, times in middle school and high school, actually, um, it was mostly outside of the sailing community. Um, a lot of my peers, um, I want to say a lot. There are a few, a few of my peers, um, who, who would say that I, you know, I wasn't an African American male. Like I would, who'd say like, Oh, I'm actually white on the, like, I may be black on the outside, but I'm actually white on the inside. Like would call me an Oreo and a bunch of other derogatory terms. Um, and as I kind of grew up in this sport, I started selling in a community selling center and there were other, um, people of color who were a part of the camps I were a part of. So, um, I would definitely say the camps I were a part of were definitely more diverse than what I experienced racing. Um, when I got into the racing circuit in high school, I started racing, um, my I sophomore year of high school, I started my high school team just because I enjoyed, I enjoyed sailing, um, recreationally. And when I got to high school, I was part of the founding class. So one of the cool things I was able to do, um, was start a sailing team. And when I started racing, I immediately noticed that I was one of the only people of color, um, in these regattas. And, um, you know, my experiences of me, my identity getting challenged was definitely, um, noticed early on. Um, and you know, that's kind of what has motivated me to do what I'm doing in college, um, and focusing on how we can, we bring more, a more diverse body, um, of sailors into our sport. You know, before we get into the college experience, I want to just dip back a little in time to Beacon Academy. So you graduated from uh, a school in the Chicago area called Beacon Academy, and I was looking on their website. They've got a great quote. It says, the importance of athletics. Athletics are valued as an important component of the student experience at Beacon Academy. Through athletics, students have the opportunity to discover the rewards and skills involved in being a team member. And athletics help each player achieve higher standards of mental, moral, social, and physical fitness. Athletics provide our students with an arena outside of the classroom in which to develop the confidence, teamwork, and leadership skills needed for both individual and team success. Such an experience can establish models for cooperation that carry over into every aspect of life. And for us on the show, On the Whistle, we love exploring the conversation around mentorship, teamwork, leadership, and then helping young people on their journey to understanding their full potential, right? And so when you think about 
sports, athletics, and sailing, I'd like for you to reflect a little bit about the importance of athletics in your life and has sailing helped fulfill some of these learning lessons and have they carried over in other aspects of your life? Yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. I So before I started sailing, I was like, I was trying out all the, all the other traditional sports, basketball, football, baseball, um, but in a bunch of like house leagues and, um, you know, I never was the best person on the field and never really could fall in love with the sport, uh, with the sport, the traditional sports. Um, and I was involved with a lot of sports camps. Um, but then, you know, what, right before the summer where right before the summer, so that would be the summer of 2008, I started sailing. My mom actually found, um, a camp at Northwestern university. Um, so she was like, Oh, do you want to do sailing? And at, at, during that time I was very not like, I didn't know a lot about sailing. I was like, I don't know, maybe and my mom was like, you're doing it. Um, good for her. And, <laughs> um, and I immediately fell in love with the sport. Um, I was actually, I think I was a half a year younger than what their age cutoff was. So they wanted to bring me on for a private lesson to see if like I would be able to handle, um, sailing at that age and um immediately following that private lesson i was like i'm doing this i love this um but i i think what sailing has given me um through athletics is is, is it has allowed me to like connect with other um other sailors and other competitors that also love the sport of sailing and um i think it has allowed me to expand my reach and like my social network and um it has also given me you know, sailing in high school and college has given me the opportunity to be a part of a team. And, um, you know, sailing, I think, um, scholastic sailing, like high school sailing, college sailing, um, is unique because you have to be a part of that team. It's a, definitely a team building experience. Um, outside of that, like club, club sailing, it's, you know, it very individualized. And, um, I, I, th- I, I definitely have benefited from being able to, be a part of a team. Tell me a little bit about the coaches you had in high school and your and your college coach, and what's your relationship there like. So my first few years of actually competing um, in high school, we were at Columbia Yacht Club, um, and I had a coach named Kurt uh, Kurt Thompson, who's still at the Yacht Club, and I love love Kurt. Um, and they, he was really fundamental for t- teaching our team how to race, um, and I think I learned a lot from Kurt and. He's very all about, you know, being hands off and he wants you to learn from your mistakes and you can ask him, um, you know, after, you know, a certain race, like what he thought was better, but he really wanted, really pushed you to be very individualized um, just because uh, I think at the time he was coaching eight other high school teams um, around the Chicago area, um, which definitely helped me a lot. It helped me learn, um, learn about a lot about myself, um, and really push myself to, um, you know, do better each race, um, and kind of learn from my own mistakes. Um, it also helped me like, be, um, you know, help my anxiety, like be a little bit more less, be a lot less anxious, um, and like kind of work through things in my head. Um, and then when I got when my senior year, um, we, our team moved to a closer location to, um, 
a place called Sheridan Shore Yacht Club, and like the head coach there was called, uh, named Zach Hernandez, and he um, when we moved there, the t- our team grew a little bit just because we were in um, we were in closer proximity to where the school was located, um, and I think that when our team grew, that helped me become a better leader and kind of help mentor some of our younger sailors into, um, you know, being a part of a team and um, kind of helping the teams be a little bit more sustained, like establish itself after I graduated. Um, Because that, you know, I'm only going to be at the school for a certain amount of time before I graduate out. And I want to make sure that scene lives on after I graduate. Um, And then, I'm currently at Bowdoin College, and my head coach is named Frank Pizzo, and the assistant coach is Corey, uh, Corey Radke, and I love them both. Um, they are very – they will get the best – they really try to get the best out of you at every practice, no matter, um, no matter like, if you're having a bad day or if you're, on, like, on having the best day possible, they're going to get the best out of you, and I think, you know – I certainly am not the best on the team, but it definitely, they definitely helped push my, push me to become a better sailor and, um, are very, um, they're very knowledgeable about the sport and have definitely helped me, um, develop as a sailor. Preston, you said in high school that one of your coaches made you feel less anxious, right? Yeah. And so a simple question. What were you anxious about? Was it anxiety at the starting line or was it anxious about social situations at school and how to manage your own individualism or your own character? And, and, and how did you get through that? Talk to us a little bit about that process. So, um, when I started competing, um, I think there's definitely some social pressure on my, I put on myself, um, about, you know, I wanted to make sure I, Long the sport just you know i'm starting sailing a lot of the kids i was competing against were have been racing since they were young and um i think there's another added aspect of me being a person of color and there weren't a lot of person people of color that i were compete was competing against so i i think i wanted to really try to press, push myself to be one of the you know to show that i belonged in the sport um and I think the, having the co- a coach when we when our team was first competing, um, I think having him be a little bit more hands off and having us like kind of figure it out definitely helped me push myself to like kind of figure out the game on my own. And you know, I was able to go for it, ask questions whenever I was like kind of confused about like what went wrong and like what he saw, but. You know, a lot of it was very individualized and a lot of it was, you know, kind of figure it on, out on your own. That helped me push myself to become uh, a better sailor and kind of understand, like, what I was doing right and wrong. Um, I, I think that definitely helped my anxiety when I initially started competing. Um, nice. And then in college, you made the statement, you said, um, they got the best out of you, right? They got the best yes. out of Preston Anderson. What tools or techniques did your college coach use to, quote, get the best out of you? Is it waking you up at 5 a.m. and having you run <laughs> laps? Or is it screaming at you at the top of their lungs with a bullhorn from the motorboat? Or was it more of watching film? I mean, what takes a kid like you and makes them feel like they're getting the best out of you? 
So I think there's some added structure um, in collegiate varsity collegiate sailing that I didn't have in high school. You know, we had to get up early for lifts, and that's definitely something I didn't have in high school. Um, and then you know, we would be practicing. You know, for me, it was four times a week, and then possibly competing on a weekend. And I think that the coaches, you know, the coaches can tell when you're not in it. And in order, and I felt like I feel like whenever to get the best feedback I possibly can, I need to push myself as hard as I possibly can at, you know, at practice and um, in order to get the best feedback so I can, you know, do better the next, like, at on our practice race days and in regattas. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I want, I want to, like, I think there's definitely what I talked about earlier, like proving that I belonged um, as what I mentioned before about the challenges that I faced when I started competing. Um, but I think, you know, I, I was a walk on and I want to show them that, you know, Hey, like I want, I want to be one of the best, like I want, I wanted to show that I want to compete every weekend and, um, uh, I want to be in the mix for, you know, consideration to be, you know, chosen to go to regattas and stuff like that. Um, Preston, Bowden uh, sailing is co-ed. Correct. There aren't a lot of co-ed competitive sports in college or in the pro areas. So what's it like to have a person from a different gender on the same side of the ball as you working towards that goal line? That's one unique thing about sailing. And, you know, it just helps push you to become a better athlete. You know, everyone's at the same on the same playing field. And, um, when you're out on the water, you just are trying to beat boats. You're not trying to, you don't think about, you know, genders or, you know, the type, like the other person you're trying to like beat boats to be the best you possibly can, can be. And, um, I, I think that, you know, we have a, a really great team of competitors. Um, so, yeah. So let's transition the conversation a little bit towards diversity, inclusion, and equity. Um, there's a sailor of color coalition. Yes. Is that there correct? Is, so yes, that was just established this past summer. Um, that was launched this past, I believe it was this, the end of this past summer. Yep. And then there's uh, another group called tide. Yes. And what, so tell our listeners what tide stands for and, and how it was established and what its purpose is. Tide stands for the inclusive diversity and equity, um, and then after that is the um, conference. So it's NISA, NISA, or you know, all the or any other conference in the Collegiate Sailing um, Association, and then um, committee. So for NISA, it's the um, the inclusive inclusivity, diversity, and equity NISA committee. Um, and then at the national level, it's the inclusivity, diversity, and equity um, ICSA task force um, the, the, on the national level it's a task force not a committee um, so tides started so I was kind of it started on New England first and I was having a lot of conversations at Bowdoin with a bunch of different affinity groups and groups other groups on campus um, right after the George Floyd incident um, just about like what we can do on our own teams and clubs and um, how how we can affect change on our own campuses and 
um, one group I'm a part of is the athletes of color coalition at Bowdoin. And, um, we, um, we were talking about doing stuff within the NESCAC within connecting with other NESCAC schools to kind of have a unified approach to diversity inclusion within athletics. Um, and then I started getting started thinking, you know, sailing is not an NCAA sport. Um, it's, it has its own governing body. And at the time I was the, um, I had an at large position on the executive committee for our conference. Um, so I kind of knew how, kind of understood how our conference works. Um, and I approached my coach about being like, Hey, do you think, um, we can establish a committee that focuses on diversity inclusion, um, within collegiate sailing. Um, we've been talking about this, doing this on the NSCAC level. Um, do you think we can do something individualized to, um, collegiate sailing? He, um, ended up talking to the conference commissioner, um, who coaches at MIT. Um, and they, he, my, the coach got back to me, my coach got back to me. He said, you know, go for it, you know, connect with a few other, um, sailors across new England. Um, and he let me kind of take the lead on this. So I reached out to, I believe it was three other, three other sailors that I knew from back home sailing high school in Chicago. Um, two of my team teammates and then, um, there was this one, one kid who also sat on the, um, NISA exec board with me, um, who I barely know, barely knew, but went to Bates, which was a club team. My coach was like, he might be good, uh, good fit for the committee just because so sailing is, um, unique where you have varsity teams and clubs teams competing against each other. Um, so you need to have a lot of voices being heard. Um, so I reached out to him. And then the conference commissioner had two um, sailors that were interested in being part of uh, forming this committee as well. Um, so he got me in contact with them and then we all met on Zoom. And I kind of knew everyone, uh, but everyone didn't know each other. Um, so this, we were all just acting on faith and wanting to create change within our conference and kind of met on Zoom and um, started establishing, kind of outlining what we wanted um, what we thought this diversity inclusion um, proposal could look like. So we came up with a call to action form um, and we first proposed, you know, establishing committee um, and the committee would be all student led. Um, and we wanted a representative from, I believe there are, I believe all 40 teams within the conference, there are 40 teams in the conference. And we wanted a representative from every team. Um, and then mandating educate, um, you know, a, crit a critical dialogue on race on all teams. Um, we thought that was important. Um, so those were our two big proposals. And then we also were able to change the bylaws. Um, the, the, the way that the bylaws were written, um, previously, a lot of the officer positions, uh, for the graduates, so the coaches, um, they were gendered pronouns and we wanted to change that so that they were gender inclusive. So we changed them from he pronouns to they pronouns. Um, so those were, that was our three major proposals. Um, and they all passed uh, pretty soundly um, when we proposed them. Preston, what would you say to somebody who said, Preston, why does diversity, equity, and inclusion matter for sailing at Bowdoin or 
Preston, what are you trying to achieve here? What is your intended outcome? Why does this matter? I think that, you know, there's a stereotype of sailing in general that it's, you know, a country club sport and it's very exclusive. It's only for white male athletes. And I think, you know, I experienced a lot of challenges growing up, um, growing up from those outside the sailing community um, towards my identity. And that was tough for me at first, but, you know, I wanted to prove that I belonged. And I think that, you know, that kind of, that hurts sailing because, you know, I, I've fallen in love with the sport. Everyone I've known and gotten to know and um, within the sailing community loves the sport and a very, very welcoming. Um, so I think there's a lot of misconceptions and I think, you know, one thing we're trying to do is fix that and fix that stereotype and bring more people in because when you, when we can bring more people in and love the sport that only benefits, um, sailing. Um, I, so I, I, I believe that, you know, diversity inclusion, um, matters because we want to change those stereotypes of, you know, sailing being an only white male dominated sport to, you know, showing what it actually is, which is a very, um, inclusive and welcoming, um, fun sport were there any things that surprised you along the way that you that you saw or learned as you started this path of change within this sport of sailing did you find any roadblocks or people unwilling to come along see that was actually the surprising part um all, every team every coach body like has were very have been very encouraging with everything that we've been doing um you know, whenever we propose an initiative that we want to do that this tag committee comes up with, we have to bring it to the conference at our like monthly meetings that the conference holds. And, you know, all the, all the coaches are very welcoming to the ideas. And, um, I think that's, that was surprise. I thought we would, when we were originally proposing our initial call to action, um, I thought we'd get a little bit more, um, pushback, but it, it, it uh, Every, every team was very welcoming about it, which was very nice to see and um, having everyone open to um, the, these initiatives is just amazing. Do you think that the George Floyd backdrop accelerated the adoption and acceptance of some of these changes that you're looking to make? I definitely do. I, I think, you know, you know, my team has had conversations about race in the past, but I think you know, it kind of shifted a lot of teams thinking. And, um, I think that, you know, it helps because immediately after that, that there were, I would say like it was days, um, about like, you're just going from, you know, the George Floyd incident, me having conversation with my coach to me, you know, getting the original group together to getting the committee established. I think it was a very accelerated process and a very um, quick and um, quick and speedy process to get the committee established and focusing on these issues. Yeah. Um, well, that's I a good thing, think. right? And so through that yes. tragedy, it worked as an accelerant for people to have it as a call to action to, to come together and make change yes. despite the tragedy. Yes. Right? Correct. Yes. And so... What's going on with COVID in the Bowdoin sailing team? Are you guys intending to get back into boats this spring? What's happening with that whole thing? 
So I'm not sure yet. I believe we will try to practice this spring. Um, I don't think we'll be competing. There were, I, I believe there are only three teams that really competed in the fall in New England. Um, but there, we don't know. I don't, I don't know a lot about our spring season just yet. Um, I, I think it definitely has to deal with the current state of COVID and what it's doing in a, few, in a month or two. If a young uh, person of color or person not of color is listening to this and they want to start to make some diversity, equity, and inclusion changes in their community, what would you give them as advice to try and pull the thing together to begin with? What are some first steps that you could recommend? Um, I would just say, you know, not be afraid of what you want to propose, um, going to it, going to it with an open mind. I think, you know, when we were originally creating this call to action, uh, call to action document, you know, we had, we kind of left it all out there and kind of threw a lot of things out there and didn't really want to like leave any stone unturned. And, um, we kind of wanted to have a, we knew that change was needed. Um, so, and we knew that, you know, if we had enough support, we can get the, 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 the initiatives that we wanted to pass pass. So we proposed everything that we want. Like we didn't hold back. We didn't have, we didn't say like, oh, we shouldn't propose this because of that. We were just like, we should put this down. And if coaches have questions, we can talk about it at the, at, you know, at the meeting where we're proposing these initiatives, but we thought it was important to, um, the pros propose everything we thought of. So be bold, be bold in your assertions yes. and, and your desires. What about building consensus? What did you learn about building consensus when you have multiple different decision makers coming at it from different areas? Do you go at them one at a time or do you try and group them together and build small coalitions that form larger coalitions? How did that work for you? So that, that was the main reason why my coach was like, you need, you should grab, you should try to, you know, have a bunch of different teams involved with this process. Um, you shouldn't just have varsity teams. You shouldn't just have, you know, your friends. Um, yeah, I think that there, there are a lot of different teams within New England College Channeling. Like, there are some larger teams that have, like, 60 people on their team and some smaller teams that have as many as four on their team. Um, so you really had – we really – when we were thinking about this, we, we – when I originally was thinking about this, I, you know, had to get all those different voices in the original proposal. And that was the reason why we wanted to have every team involved just because of the variety of teams we had that were, that were involved with our conference. Um, so I think it's a lot of, you know, collaboration, a lot of, you know, building, you know, connections within the conference and um, in order to, you know, get support. Um, I think we had to like have a, um, you know, we had to, you know, collaborate with all all the teams so that we can get the um, input we needed so that the initiatives work as to the best ability as they possibly can. Preston, you've competed in a lot of tournaments and a lot of races since you've been sailing since you were eight years old. And I'm sure you've played some other sports along the way. I'm curious, what did you gain more from the wins or the losses? I would say, I would say the losses. I, I think I learned a lot more from my struggles in regattas than I did, you know, doing well in a regatta. Um, I, because I can reflect on what I didn't do well. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's, 
I, I think it's easy to, you know, beat yourself up about after a bad regatta, but, you know, you can learn a lot and from, you know, what you did wrong and what, how you can improve. Um, I, I would, yes, I would say, I would say it was more from the losses. Um, Preston, uh, you should be admired for being an agent of change. And at a young age, that's not always easy. And uh, we certainly appreciate your honesty in sharing today your story about not only the anxiety you had pre-race or during race, but also uh, your honesty in, in what you faced um, outside of the regatta environment in terms of you know your diversity and some of the hateful or ignorant things that were said to you. And, uh, you know, I think what you're working on is not only impressive, but remarkably important for all of us. And so for that, we had on the whistle. Thank you. And uh, if they want, if people want to get in touch with you, Preston, and learn more about your process or support your endeavors, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. So if people want to get um, in touch with me directly, um, my Instagram is just PCA underscore 13. Um and, you know, if people want to learn more about Tide and um, we're trying to, Tide is trying to expand. So I'm also, I'm so, I'm the chair of the New England Committee, but I'm also the vice chair of the National Task Force. Um, and one thing that, you know, is happening now is, you know, all the other conferences are trying to establish their Tide Committee. Um, and we're trying to get every team involved. Um, so if people want to learn more about, you know, Tide and getting, inv- getting involved with Tide, they can just go to the College Sailing website and we have a little, t- um, in the, our About page, in the About tab, there's a little Tide Committee section um, and our email is there too. And what uh, is the so, domain for that website? Do you happen to have that? Uh, collegesailing.org. Um, that's the main ICSA, the whole national college sailing website. And then um, there's a little About tab when you first get to the website. If you hover over the about tab, there's a tide committee, um, link to the, um, yeah. Great. Uh, Preston, thanks so much for joining us today. And we're going to check back with you at the, uh, end of the season and, you know, see what you guys ended up doing and learn more about the progress you're making in diversity and inclusion across the collegiate sailing environment. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Take care. On the whistle is powered by squad locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for customized team apparel, delivered right to your front door. To learn more, visit squadlocker.com.